This episode of the Word Bros Podcast is brought to you by Creative Contract Consulting. CreativeContractConsulting.com. All right, go ahead and talk. Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. That's right. This episode of the Word Bros is brought to you by the fine, fine people at Creative Contract Consulting. Wow. CreativeContractConsulting.com. Yeah, where, where if you have a contract you need looked at, then uh, our, our friend Gamal Hennessy and his team of advisors can help advise you in your contract negotiations that's right brother they are uh attorneys for comic book creators wonderful dude wonderful guy gamal he's a fantastic dude go to creativecontractconsulting.com creativecontractconsulting.com if before you sign your contract Please do yourself a favor. You don't want to get stuck in a terrible contract. You don't want to get stuck, you know, losing your IP and all this other bullshit. You don't want any of it to happen to you. You want to go to creativecontractconsulting.com and let Gamal help you get the best deal you possibly can for your contract. Kevin, who's on the podcast today? We have Tony Gregori. Ooh. Who is our good friend? Yes, he is our good friend. We love Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. He's got a hot book coming out, and it's called The Worst Dudes with Aubrey Sitterson. Um, Yeah, man, some good stuff coming out. We're really excited to talk to him. Tony Tony insisted that he was on the podcast. It was He insisted. He was like, I want to come on and talk about my book. And you got to respect Tony for that, so that's awesome. Yep, and we've got some other things in there that you might want to hear about. So maybe a possible collaboration between the self-appointed tag team champions of comics the word bros and and the underground king what are we talking about the underground king we'll let you know you'll hear all about it during this interview (laughs) with tony gregory Tony, 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 Tony. Yeah, he's good. Ricky Starks is good. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. What's up, Tony, Tony, Tony? Are we recording now? Are yes, we on? yes, we are. Okay. Did I come in right at wrestling talk? <laughs> well, I mean, this is the bit. way our podcast works. We're going to talk about some wrestling. That's A little bit right. now. Now, Tony, you're, I think you may be our most frequented guest on the word bros podcast we were supposed to record this podcast yesterday but you had yoga to do because <laughs> now that you got that dark horse book you're doing yoga and shit because so. he's fancy and stuff man. big time he had hot yoga farts they needed to get out before he could get on air <laughs> how was yoga it was great yeah i just i'm i've just uh it's my second day back or third day back after being away from the studio for like a year for the yes. pandemic yes. maybe a little less than a year because i was going back around the middle of last year and then we because cases were down here in missoula and then in october we had a huge spike so i decided to go back to complete isolation and then you know i'm fully vaccinated now so i feel feel confident going in a sweaty room with a bunch of people it's cool farting and breathing yeah <laughs> yeah so how long so do you do hot yoga yeah i've been doing it for six or seven years now dang oh, that hot yoga thing was that hot yoga farts thing was just a joke but now you just made it real <laughs> I, really, I, I, I farted in there to be to be honest to me i'll be frank i've, I've maybe farted in there twice uh-huh. like yeah usually like a, you're too, just too busy trying not to pass out yeah hot movies, yoga so hot like, yoga's hot. no joke dude that's no it's 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 the real deal yeah i love it i love it it's the only exercise i feel like i need to do like i used to exercise a lot when i was younger uh i got into like uh, I want to say weightlifting, but I, I was pretty big for a spell when I was in my early 20s. Like how much you bench, bro? For real? You want to know? Sure. <laughs> I, think, I think I almost put up 400. What? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why, five, did, uh, why? Why did you feel the need? Five. Why did you feel the need uh, well, to? 
I was when I was real, you know, late teen, early twenties. I was like a drug addict, you know, a junkie type. And uh, once I cleaned up, I kind of went extreme the other direction. Where like, I tr- of- like Trent Reznor. Yeah, exactly like Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like 21, 22, and then I plateaued out. And then, like, of course, I'm an idiot who is uh, will do anything. And I so I did a cycle of steroids when I was like 22 years old. Have <laughs> 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 like uh, test and and tested on 250 or something i forget what it's called and i got really big and ripped for a bit uh and i was a super aggro like south florida guinea working at a nightclub (laughs) (laughs) so you so you are the perfect guy to draw the worst dudes because you know about the worst dudes i was i was i was one of those dudes (laughs) that seems like such a far cry from the tony gregory that i know same Uh, the hot yoga, very relaxed, kind of chill dude. Vegetarian. Yeah. Like really uh, I'm nice. Not a vegetarian, dude. But, you know. I, te- I tease you. That's why. I'm but yeah, that but seems not in a bad like way. Tofu. That's no. why I tease you because you're yeah, but, making tofu that way. Tofu's pretty delicious. That's dope. It's if dope if you, cook, you cook it right. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. If you cook it right, it takes on the flavor of anything that it's in. So yeah, tofu's pretty awesome. Yeah. I do like a ramen uh, too. Like I get this. Uh, bone broth so i'm not like vegetarian you know so i'm just i'm just just joking tony i know no no i tried i tried and like after i felt great for a couple weeks and then i just i could feel like where i wasn't getting my proteins in and Mm -hmm. i just was not up to like huffing down almonds all day and and eating broccoli (laughs) yeah just getting into like you know finding out which which vegetables carry the most proteins like i forgot asparagus is good for protein so is stuff like couscous ironic you know oddly enough but like still not enough so I, I eat chicken and salmon and turkey mm. um I don't, really, I don't eat red meat though so on that you know that, on that you're right anyway yeah i was the worst dude for real which which one were you out of the three uh so you both have read it yes i read yes. one yeah yeah i mean i was a little bit of all of them you know what <laughs> i mean like i think those are like all like i think when aubrey and i talk about the book in like high-minded terms we think about it as like a, a deconstruction of the of toxic masculinity and the male ego. I mean, it's, it's you know, a lot of the themes uh, could, you know, anyone, it, it transcends gender and it's just the human existence, like mm-hmm. gluttony and greed and ego. But like specifically, you know, Lobbery and I are straight white dudes, so we're speaking from that perspective. So, uh, it, yeah, we, we feel like it kind of takes a little bit of all the negative aspects of our personality. Like I've been Cal in a lot of the times, like the drug stuff, like especially at the end of the first issue, <laughs> that's like almost something directly ripped from my life. Really? Personally. Yeah, I OD'd on ketamine after being out for like three days on like all sorts of drugs. When I was oh, wow. Like 19, maybe. Holy smokes. Yeah. It was a rough spot. Uh, yeah, but then I'm also Sam, the corrupt cop, because like, you know, I, I was like a bartender, you know, selling drugs too and you know i did that when i was like 20 21 years old and then when i was i've been i was the punk kid too i mean everyone most young men have been bang at some point like the adolescent angsty you know entitled he's sort of entitled, entitled yeah. Yeah, yeah mad at the world kid right. you know now all this like uh like a pa- feeling all this power the testosterone or you know going through adolescence you know and you feel that like that that strength but it's also like, you know, pulls gold. Now I have to commend you on the art on this book because it's pretty fantastical. I mean, you managed to put giant boobs on a bug, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, I don't know how you made that work. Yeah, but I'll so like- Toss my cap to you. <laughs> when, when it comes to the design of all the aliens and stuff, uh, I. Uh, especially like the the rehab center guy who has no head, but he's just like a giant suit and shoulders. Like it's Latzilla. Yeah, so, yes. you can see that his name on the on the he has a little uh, nameplate on his desk. It says Latzilla. There it is, right there. I'm looking at it right now. So okay. So like how it it almost has like a Bob Camp kind of Ren and Stimpy vibe to some of it. Like how did you? design a lot of these creatures and wh- what kind of influences were you reaching from well definitely yeah bob camp like growing up as a, a you know in the 90s definitely was into ren and stimpy and that sort of shit so that's <laughs> definitely in there um like latzilla he, he was in the script aubrey robbie writes uh writes these characters so like latzilla 
is in the script. There's a, a character that shows up in issue three. His name's uh, Quizen Art, and he's like a dude. He's like a dude, a robot with a blender for a head. So he's okay. Quizen Art, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so shit like that is in the script. Um, and, but yeah, as far as like designing them, it's definitely a collaborative process. Like you, you guys know we work together. It's uh, you know, I read the script. I have some ideas. I I'm like, hey, I send him four or five ideas for a look, and he tells me which ones he likes and I tell him which ones I like and we kind of build it from there and then, like a lot of this stuff uh you know for like background scenes and all those other characters I'm just kind of like making up making it up as I go along like oh yeah there's gonna be a snake woman with tits yeah or, like <laughs> like in that for in that, that first page of the second issue uh I'm on that page like I put myself like really on the couch yeah that's where, fun underneath <laughs> that pile of bodies that's me like at the very bottom but yes, uh, yeah, I kind of draw from all those inspirations, you know, like definitely Ren Stimpy for sure. That's, you know, Looney Tunes, uh, you know, wacky, wild, uh, goofy shit. Um, kind of like. And, um, and there's plenty of wacky, wild stuff in this book. Like, like every page has something crazy to look at on it. So I think that that's part of the fun uh, of yeah. the worst dudes yeah. is looking at what they have going on behind them. Uh, a lot of the times is, is super fun. So, <laughs> and it's weird that Cal is uh, circumcised. I would guess he would be uncircumcised. This is a question. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, was that in the script? Like, did, did all? Yes, that was what it was called for. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, did, he didn't say whether he was circumcised. Or not. <laughs> okay, it's so that was. License. So well, I'm circumcised, I'm so I figured I, I you know. I might as well. That's so why, what you know, you know what I mean? That's, and I know this is going to sound really dumb, but, but you're right. Like, I have a son, and my son is circumcised, and one of the only reasons why I did it was because I am, and, like, I didn't want to have to explain the differences of our penises. You know, I know that sounds really stupid, but at the end of the day, like, I didn't want to have that. Why is why does yours look like that and mine looks like this? Yeah, you want to make an already awkward conversation even more awkward. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, to some extent. But that was because Stephanie and I had really talked about it. Like, do we want to circumcise Bobby? And we were sure, kind those of are conversations, right? Yeah, that you have with your wife when she's having your son. And we were kind of leaning yeah. towards no. And then she's like, "But what if he asks about yours?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know, man." So we, we, <laughs> kind, of, we kind of went with it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I, yeah, I'm Greek Orthodox, so I think they just like. They didn't really give me a choice. It's just just like assumed. Religion. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it. I did find it funny that even in space, they'd be circumcising junks. Hey, man. I mean, that's just, you know, <laughs> cleanliness a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. You got to be, you got to be clean for space travel, man. Yeah. You want to yeah, clean that nope. hood in the middle of a fucking meteor shower, right? <laughs> so tell us. Tell us what this book is about, like, because uh, I've read the first issue. I've read most of the second issue. It's real trippy. It's real fun. It's got a cool vibe to it. I dig it. Like, t tell the Word Bros audience what the Worst Dudes is actually about. Uh, it's about three dudes, the Worst Dudes: Bang Monsoon, Sam Sugar, and Ca Caligula Mono uh, Macho. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Uh, as they're on a uh, intergalactic road trip to find a missing person, uh, Bang's half sister, uh, pop superstar Zephyr Monsoon. Um, Bang is a, a demigod. He's a young, petulant teenage teenager who's the son of the Storm King um, and the Eternal Empress. Uh, Sam Sugar is a corrupt space cop, so like Guy Gardner on the take. If you think about it. And then uh, Cal, who's I think kind of steals the show of the entire book, is uh, uh, like a Kevin Federline-esque backup dancer turned space trucker who's Zephyr Monsoon's ex-husband. Uh, he's been living off of her alimony. Yeah. So when she goes missing, the Eternal Empress uh, commissions the corrupt cop Sam Sugar to go find Zephyr to figure out where she is and uh, uh, forces him to take, forces she forces him to take Bang along with her, along with him on the journey and so they figure they might as well find the ex-husband cal uh because he probably knows you know where to find her or at least yeah. has some clue so now you mentioned how you it starts you mentioned how cal kind of steals the show and i do get like a kevin Federline slash like lobo vibe from him yeah like yeah. it's he's yeah he's if lobo was britney spears backup dancer yeah it was really yeah, his it's past a, his backstory <laughs> it's it's a really fun kind of uh kind of marriage of the two 
uh, I, I found him to be very interesting and silly, but I really enjoyed it. Like that's all, you know, that's mm-hmm. all like how much input do you have on the script as the, as the artist, do you kind yeah, of bang? Say- I just drew a pink line one day. I, we were just thinking about this idea because Aubrey hit me up in 2018. Uh, uh, hit me up in the DMs. It was like, hey man, uh, I dig your work and I want to know if you'd be interested in working on something together. And I was, but I had a lot on my plate. So a couple months later, when everything kind of cleared up, we started kicking around ideas. And he's like, what are you vibing on? And I'm like, I'm really like just obsessed with new gods right now. And I want to draw something like that. And uh, I had this idea for a character called Florida Man, who was like a new guardian, <laughs> like <laughs> a cosmic god who like took over the obsessed the body of a, a some Florida loser. With and, a mullet uh, like, and, and a Trans Am. Well, no, he. Well, uh, yeah. Well, no, no. He's more of like a dirtbag oh. than that. Like more of like just a degenerate Florida cracker. And then he turns into like this, you know, uh, Galactus-looking. Kirby looking super, super superhero guy. And he's like, yeah, that idea is cool, but I don't think I could write that. I'm like, all right, well, you know, if you can figure something out like with new gods type stuff in it, I'd, let's do it. And he came up with this, he wrote this story, which is just like this amazing, it's kind of like the long goodbye or inherent vice, big Lebowski mystery, like a shaggy dog, LA noir tale, you know, mm-hmm. set in space yes. with these eclectic characters and this, these uh, wild, crazy settings. And uh, when I was like doodling in my sketchbook and I just drew a giant pink line. I was thinking like, like just what Snagglepuss was the big fat slob. <laughs> and I just started drawing him and I'm like, hey, I really like this guy. He's like, yeah. He's like, there you go. Like, I mean, I sent it to Arby. He's like, yeah, that's the dude. That's one of the dudes. And then like, awesome. that was it. Like he was the first guy. And then I kind of drew him off dome, like just drew him, mess around. And so then from the rest of it, like bang, uh, was like a combination of all these different ideas um, he got uh, Aubrey's uh, wife is uh, Asian, so she had some uh, ideas as far as like his attire and stuff, because mm-hmm. um, he's like a storm god, you know. So we we didn't want to like uh, like appropriate anything, you know, and make mm-hmm. anything that was like disrespecting a culture, you know. But also we wanted to kind of have a vibe, you know. And so I think we found a good balance of like, you know. A little, a little bit of like a cultural bent to him, but he's generally like, you know, you look at him, you're like, oh, he's like a, a space god, you know, yeah. like in a mm-hmm. Kirby type story. Well, it's and then Sam Sugar was like, just yeah, space cop. I just had fun with it, um, you know, made him kind of gruff, kind of like a Danny Glover, uh, you know, Danny Glover vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fun too. Because put him in a duster and a cowboy hat, and there you go. When I read the book, I figured out I was like, okay, so Cal is Lobo. All right, this is the way my mind was working. I said Cal is Lobo. I, I, uh, the monsoon kid. To me, he's Damian Wayne. Really, he's Damian May. Yeah, he is, but also Orion because he was like the he was the like because our idea when we Aubrey and I talked about it, it was like. He went, he's like, I want to do a road trip thing with Lobo, Guy Gardner, and Orion. That's what I was going to uh, ask. Like, where did, because I, I, yeah. I got the, I got the Damian Wayne, but I didn't get the Guy Gardner thing. But my next question was going to be, did he just want to do this in the DC universe, but just kind of made up his own archetypes <laughs> for this? Because that's the vibe that I got, totally. Because yeah. I got Star well, Lord more than yep. Damian yeah. Wayne. Like I got like a weird like Star Lord. Even the, the thing is, vibe. in some of the books, he in some of the pages and panels, he even looks like Damian, kinda. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like you know he's supposed to be uh, you know, I mean he's a space god, so that you know that, yeah. I mean, we didn't really like race is a thing, but we don't really like. There's no uh, reference to race, you know. It's just like, you know, we just cast characters. Yeah, no, you know? I got you. Yeah, but he was supposed to. See, he's supposed to be like you know have it looks like have Asian descent him so like um and then with jet black hair you know it just kind of felt right yeah damien definitely is like uh, a vibe for sure like because i know you're also a child and i I know you're also a huge batman fan so i figured it was yeah it was damien all the way yeah yeah totally totally yeah i mean he's a ryan in 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 spirit you know or like Mm -hmm. in his 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 his, uh mannerisms mannerisms yeah all that but he's Damien in his behaviors and, and like his appearance is more Damien because he's also supposed to be short. That's part of the jokes. Yeah. So small. So like, you know, uh, 
and you know, I didn't want to make him a ginger because that would just make him even more hateful. You just, hate him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Love, big love to the ginger. Shout out to the gingers. But it's a really fun book, man. I really dig it. Like you guys have a good vibe going here. Like, did you hit it off with Aubrey like right away? Was that yeah. like an instant connection there? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. We definitely like knew where each other was coming from, you know, and uh, uh, definitely like I, our points of view are similar in a lot of ways, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we definitely hit off right away, especially creatively. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was like two dudes making a, a thing they wanted to make, you know, because that's yeah. a, that's the, that was what it was. We just like, let's just make an idea that we love that we want to do something we want to put out into the world, <laughs> even if it's gross and debaucherous, but whatever. Like we feel like <laughs> that, there's like a, there's a market for that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. also from like a point of view, like, you know, not to shit on other books, but like you see people make books that are like called like, oh, we're, oh, it's, it's about a shitty person and they do shitty things. And, uh, but it's by, they try to like use soft language and they don't really like, or they, and they're not really like, they haven't really like walked in those shoes. You know, mm -hmm. it's like for a lot of the drug stuff, like I can definitely relate to. And a lot of like, you know, Aubrey can speak to his experience growing up. Uh, he's probably been through a lot of this shit himself, you know. And, you know, a lot of people like they it's, it becomes a marketing thing where it's like, oh, they're they're just, you know, the bad guy who does good anyway. But these guys don't do good. Like through the whole book, they're just always choosing the wrong thing. And uh, <laughs> you'll see, I won't, I won't spoil too much, but they, you know, they, they get put through the ringer. Yeah, like in the second issue, they make a bad choice. I, I would say that in the second issue, instead of, of, of doing the smart thing and they have an opportunity to take one oh, choice, totally. they take, I'm not, I'm just saying they have an opportunity to take one choice. They, they take a different choice and it ends up with them worse for the wear. So, and, yeah. and, and it's fun to see characters like that, you know, get get the the uh the, the brake speed off them at times yeah so yeah yeah it just escalates too as it goes <laughs> the decisions become bigger and the mistakes become larger that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's what we wanted to do we didn't want to i mean it's funny because we wanted to be a comedy and uh you know we didn't want to be a slog to read you didn't want to read a book about a bunch of like they're also like not entertaining or charming people they're just yeah yeah, people, yeah yeah you know so it has to be funny but we also want to make them seem like they're like something to aspire to yeah or, you know? or just likable, kind of like what Kevin and I were doing with Metal Shark Bro. It's like you do you have this character that you're not supposed to like, but it's written in a way where you go, "Oh, I like this guy." Like, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's he's a shark person that kills people for Satan, but he seems like a cool dude. Like, you know, <laughs> where uh, Cal is this giant pink cat that clearly has a drug problem, but you're like, you know, in my in my younger days, I would party with that guy. Like, I could see. <laughs> it with that dude it's fun. Yeah. yeah 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 you know and we show why he has the drug i mean you know in the start issue two we show like you know the genesis of how he got to where he is like he was already in excess you see that from the beginning of the second issue it wasn't like he was living a a, a, a monastic life or, or anything yeah i mean he was in, indulging yeah but then there was something that happens that causes him to kind of just go off the rails even more so you know and, uh, you know, it's, I think most of us can relate to like spiraling. Some of us is just like, you know, we eat too much you know, junk food one weekend because we were depressed. It's not like, you know, we go on like a, a, a bender. It's right. a six year bender. He, he's, the, he's the extreme version of that. Yeah. 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 The extreme version of that for sure. So, and a lot of these behaviors and, and things that happen in this book are exaggerations of, of like human behavior, things that maybe happen to Aubrey or I, you know, it's not like, it's, you know, you're supposed to go over the top and be entertaining, right? So, right. Um, yeah, I actually got into it with a friend over this book about like the content because they had, they had said that, uh, you know, they thought it was a uh, mean spirited and problematic. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess I'm not going to disqualify your feelings and tell you you're wrong, but I'm also going to say, like, uh, you know, this is, this is a book about the worst dudes and they're bad people and they, hedonistic and, and horrible in a lot of ways and that's how they behave you know and that's kind of how people behave in the world like even i mean you could be a giant pink cat guy or just a guy you see at the bar every night who's just loud and annoying and uses crass work you know crass language and you know is is obnoxious and those people exist so yeah like, i was one of them for a really long time <laughs> yeah i worked in a bars for 15 years 20 years you know i've seen that dude a million times like i yeah. know you know, so to like, you know, and the per and this friend was really, and they were, they're, they meant well. Uh, they were just, they offered like, a, uh, like proposed edits. 
and I was like, well, you don't get it. Like, it's not, we're not trying to soften the language or soften the characters to make them more likable. You're not supposed to like them. And all the edits were things that would cause them to be more likable. And I yeah. was like, well, I, I see what you're saying. And if we were trying to make a certain type of book, then you'd be right, but we're not. So, you know, it just might not be for you. Yeah. Which is fine, now, yeah. You know? now, did you get some of those, like you mentioned uh, proposed edits and, and request, like not even requested edits, but just from a friend. Did you, what kind of feedback did you get from the editors at Dark Horse? Because Dark Horse has put this out. They're a large corporation. Like mm -hmm. there's all kinds of crazy language and dicks all over the place. Yeah, like they didn't, we didn't get any, we're allowed to do whatever we wanted. That's awesome. one edit, one edit that, uh, that I drew that they asked me to change. And I won't say what it is because it's an issue. Uh, Four circumcised. So, oh, why? Like, there's too many circumcised right, penises around. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> right. it, it involves pubic hair. I'll say that. All right, uh, okay. that's fun. That's about. That's a tease. Yeah, I will say. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. That was it. They were like, just uh, yeah, maybe that's a little too far. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we put up with a lot here, but this is too much. <laughs> the pubic hair. We draw a line at the pubic hair. <laughs> so what is this? The five issue mini you guys are doing? Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And yeah, so it's the all done. That's that's even better. Yeah, this is the last issue is being colored right now. So. Noise. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. It looks wonderful. It's, yeah, the colors yeah, pop Laverne. right off the page. Yeah. Yeah, Laverne Kaczynski on colors. Uh, he he actually worked on the one of those legendary Lobo runs back in the the eighties, I guess. Really. <laughs> He's been nice. doing it for a while. That's awesome. And then uh, Taylor Esposito, everyone's favorite Italian letter, is uh, <laughs> doing the letters. He also did the logo in the book, working his Taylor magic on it. That's cool. Yeah, great guys to work with. And and so when is the uh, the cutoff for this thing? We already have the first issue cutoff thing with this bad boy. Yeah, it was what? it was Monday. It was Monday. Ah, uh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, we just got the pre order numbers in last night. I heard they're crazy. They're they're yeah. I was blown away. I won't get into specifics, but I was blown away. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I, I had a number in my head that I would have been happy with, and it was more than double that number. That's so, really wonderful that's for good, you, man. man. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we were, I was, Aubrey sent me the, uh, well, we got the email from Brett and then Aubrey responded and he's basically like, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, are you sure this is the right number? You don't have a zero in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this seems crazy. And, and Brett's and the editor, Brett Israel, like, oh, God bless Brett Israel. He uh, was like, no, man, this is it. And he was psyched and we we're all sto stoked on it. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Aubrey's pretty hot, dude. He's got that Beef Bros yeah. thing that hit that was really big. He's got Beef the Stone Bros. Master thing. So it's kind of like a, a culmination of all his his independent work kind of coming together at, at a perfect time for this book. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's the year of Aubrey. <laughs> and you know what? He ain't here, but it's the year of Tony. It is. It is. <laughs> hey, man. You know, it's just it's live every day to its fullest and one day at a time. Rest in peace, Jesse Ham. You know? Yeah. Yes. Rest in peace, Jesse Ham. Yeah, that was that was it's your tough. dog is your dog is you hear that? You hear that? You hear yeah, I did. That was Can pretty brutal. Because that's a little vicious. Because you have a little pooch because we see it on Instagram, right? Where's yeah, your yeah, little yeah, pooch yeah. growling at you? What was she growling at? Uh we got this big window over here. These two, these uh, big windows, okay. so people will be walking by all the time and with their dogs, and she'll just like get a hair up her butt and start growling. That's awesome. It sits out, it's outside the window all day. That's one of my favorite. Out right now, so that's one of my favorite things out. about comics Instagram is I get to see everyone's pets. Like I love, I love seeing everyone's pets. Tony, you have a beautiful dog. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. That's my girl. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about? Oh, Aubrey. It's the year of Aubrey. It's the year of Tony is what we say. Yeah, it's the year of oh, Tony. No, He's no, not no. here. He's not here. So it's your year. You're so <laughs> modest and 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 soft spoken and kind, man. Feel free. I mean, this is a dark horse book you got, man. Feel sing that shit. Scream that shit from the rafters, if, Tony. If, if that was Bobby, he'd have already bought a PlayStation Four. <sighs> yeah, get, I would. <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm just keep my fingers crossed you know that uh people stick around for issue two and do the he wouldn't series. buy the five because we wouldn't have got the numbers back yet but he had bought the four i guarantee the four see <laughs> i right. got the trade you know uh yeah it's <laughs> like you know uh we're hoping the issue two the numbers stay the same or close close to it um and then you know uh we'll see what happens you know because i know the first two issues are returnable or com completely returnable so like i think that lends itself to high pre-order numbers mm -hmm. now is that then, a new thing at dark horse or i don't know okay i don't know i don't know it was the option they gave us and we're like yeah 
Aubrey said it's good for pre-orders and he's right. Um, yeah, working with Aubrey's been great. Uh, he's really, his, his writing is like top notch and he's so fast and productive and prolific. So um, yeah, it was like, we have an idea for something and like, uh, or like, for example, we, we had to do, uh, he has to do like little summaries for inside front covers for issues two through five. Mm -hmm. And like, he spits them out in like an hour or so. And he just was like, you know, sends it off and it's hilarious and it's in his voice, you know, it's like definitely it's Aubrey and it's a book that you know he's invested in. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. impressive. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, the year of Tony, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Whatever. I the, the, it's the year of the worst dudes. How about that then? There you go. There you, you go. Take that one. Okay. I'll take right, that so, one. You're the worst dudes. So the book is you can order, you can pre-order the second issue now. Go to your local mm -hmm. comic shop. Do you have the order code for that or do you need me to grab that thing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've been hyping the first, I, yesterday was the last day where I was hyping the first one. So like I have the first one uh, memorized, but I still don't. Yeah, it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we're done hyping the first one. Great. I don't have to be promoted because you know, you want to promote your book at the same time. You kind of feel like you're just kind of sick of your own voice or, or tweeting out into the void yes I i'm trying to yeah, find well, it it's just like yeah you feel like like can i stop doing this like can i stop talking no about you can't you can't you not can't. not for not for at least three more issues after the second one drops you know yeah well i mean i like talking about it i just don't mean like hey pre-order pre-order like i feel like you know it's like like you start like a like used car salesman <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah. having a, a kickstarter that never ends you're just like yeah it's 30 days worth of worth of promotion and 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 i always say it again I say at the beginning of every one that we have to do for the next 30 days, I'm going to be annoying. So if you throw me on mute, I'm not going to be mad at you. <laughs> well, yeah, but I've been so annoying for so long because I got it seems like I got, either got a, now I got books to promote and then like I'm going to have another Kickstarter. Ancient Noise is coming up. Ancient Noise for the, the final issue. Ancient Noise, Crispino and I are going to be launching a Kickstarter for that. And there's going to be a Kickstarter for Star Wars number two. I, I just got to see the variant cover from Erica Henderson. Nice. Oh, that's Alex, cool. Yeah, Alex Wilson, the writer, just sent it to me today. He's like, check this out. And it's amazing. Uh, and we'll be launching that Kickstarter sometime this year, too. So it's and then like, you're gonna you're doing a Kickstarter with us for uh Dust Pirates in like a yes. month. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I so, didn't want to bring it up because I don't know if, what, if you guys want to talk about it, but we're, we're working yeah. on it, man. We're we're trying to put all the pieces yeah. in place. My favorite thing about this Kickstarter is the three of us had a conference call about this. This is how Tony works. Because I don't know, I don't know how his brain works sometimes, but it's fun and I want to be in there. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about who we could get to do possible covers for this thing, and we're throwing out names of people we like and friends and this that, and the other thing. And somebody, I think it was me, was like, well, "What about Jason Copeland?" Because we placed a Star Wars game with Jason Copeland. He's a dear friend of ours. He did a Ninja Nuns cover for us. Mm -hmm. And Tony says, "I don't think so. I know Jason's trying to get full tilt on. Let's yeah. let focus on that." And I said, oh, "All right, cool. We won't bother him." Two days later, he hits me up on phone on, on instant messenger. Hey, um, am, I, am I doing a cover for you? And I was like, no, did you read my mind? He's like, well, Tony hit me up and am I doing this cover? And I was like, what the fuck, Tony? Like, <laughs> no, I remember that I said that, but then I was like, I don't know, I was not taking my dog for a walk. I was like, no, Jason, it's one cover. Like he's been, he seems like he's plugging along on full tilt. You might like a break to do something else and make some money. <laughs> my favorite so part about, <laughs> is right now hearing my argument for him to me. Like that was the whole thing. <laughs> well, you know, Bob, I'll tell you how my mind works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, so so we got so we got we're working on some stuff. It's fun. And then you, if anyone follows you on Twitter, which how can we follow you on Twitter, Tony? Uh, I am Tony G at Tony Gregori on Twitter, T O N Y G R E G O R I, and I'm on Instagram at Tony Gregori, T O E K N E E Gregori. So Tony. So uh, I thought I thought about changing it to spell it regular, but it's been that for so long and. Why change? Now, Tony's <laughs> Instagram is fun if you like dogs. Yeah, if you like dogs, uh, Miami Heat content. Ned, I was and, gonna say and, that's all on Twitter. Like that's where you go for your Miami Heat stuff. You just be blasting it out there nonstop. Yeah. Well, I put in IG stories. I'm always hitting up the IG stories. Yeah, but and, definitely well, on Twitter. I just like yeah, you catch me on Twitter. I'm gonna be tweeting about uh, if you don't like sports, 
and you're probably gonna, not gonna like my Twitter account. Because <laughs> you're a you're a big Miami fan. Like now you, I know you like the Heat because I saw yes. your new Heat jacket. That new Heat jacket you got was it's yeah, fresh. That was, a, that was a gift from David Crispino. That thing is nice, man. It just showed up on my doorstep one day. I was like, what is this? Like, it's, what? That's it's really nice. I like the black on black Beautiful. logo. It's a good look. Well, it's the Vice City colors. It's the uh, the blues, the purples, and the pinks. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It you didn't... can tell in the back. You could definitely tell because it's in a big font says Miami, but here it has the Heat logo, and it's a little more. It looks reflective, but it's not. It's that's just cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a big... huge Miami Dolphins fan. It's going to be Miami Heat, Miami Dolphins content. I'm from South Florida, born and raised. Lived there up until I was about thirty. I'm from the you know. Uh, Fort Lauderdale is predominantly where I spent most of my time, but it was like Tri-County area, Palm Beach, Broward, Dade, spent my whole life until I was about 30. So Now, he, do, you like the Miami, do you like the Miami Hurricanes? I love the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, I do. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to really talk about college sports because I feel like those kids are exploited and uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. deserve to be paid. Yeah, I agree. But I do, I do love the U. Uh, the U. Yeah, the U. <laughs> I could see you All back in the, the U, baby. I could see you back in the '90s kicking it with bro, Luke. We used, to, bro, we used to go to the Orange Bowl and sneak in rum and get the games. We wear like cargo shorts. <laughs> we just get flasks full of fucking Captain Morgans and all Bacardi and shit, and just sneak it in to the Orange Bowl and sit in the student section. Just get blasted. Yeah, not I'm not even a student, just like as yeah, like I, I tell you. I, I figured that part out. I knew that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I figured you were selling. I, fig- I figured you were selling dope to the students. <laughs> no, 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 I was already past that point in my life. I was good. definitely still, still the type of guy who would go to a Hurricanes game with rum in his pocket. That's, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. So the trick was you would sneak it in, right? And then like you would get a, uh, you sneak it in your shorts, and then you would go into like the porta potty and like get your cup of coke that you would get from the counter and just like dump it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so and dump it into the coke thing, you know, so you wouldn't have you walking around with a bottle in your pocket. <laughs> and you can smoke a joint while you're in there too you know it's the hurricanes the players of the sidelines were doing it from all we know back in the day. now yeah. now the heat right now are a fifth seed tied with the knicks at a game yeah. behind the hawks yeah i was just watching the hawks game they pulled it out tonight so the hawks are a good team they, they're sneaky yeah. good they're sneaky good yeah 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 they're a pretty good team they're young too so they're definitely right now we match up in the first round with Milwaukee. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we clinched the playoff spot last night. So if they wanted to rest all their, their dudes and just get ready for Milwaukee in the first round, I'd be cool with it. Uh, Cause it's been a long season and yeah, you know, but, but I mean, finals last year. So we're kind of tired. The Knicks are well, right there though. You got to worry about well, dropping down to that six sh- seed and maybe playing the Nets. We are the six seed right now. Are you? Cause I'm care. looking at it right now. You're the fifth. Oh, seed. we have a fifth. Yeah. 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 I guess we're the fifth after the Knicks lost last night. Yeah. I'm not really worried about yeah, that. Anybody can get it. Uh, that's our motto. Anyone can get it. First and round Nets, right. first round Bucks. I don't, we don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not scared of any of these bums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> There's nobody in the league that I think that we can't take in a seven game series. So now, now I know whatever. you're a big basketball fan. Explain to me this playoff play in thing. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, Ramon explained it to me in the chat the other day. I didn't really understand it either. It's basically like, so, uh, seven will play eight. Okay. And then nine will play 10. So the winner of seven or eight is in at eight and doesn't have to play again. And then the loser of seven or eight has to play the winner of nine and 10. And then they'll get in as the eight seed, whoever wins that game. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. So that's how it works. So it's kind of like if you, yeah, you could end up having to play like two extra games. So then, so you're saying like right now, the Hornets are an eight, the Pacers are ninth, the Wizards are 10, the Bulls are 11. So they're all going to play each other. Up to 10. So if okay. they're not at, yeah, 10 is the cutoff. So otherwise okay. they can just keep going. They play all the way down to like the fucking calves of the end. Interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I just worry, we, I worry about my heat and what's in front of them. I don't really care about the rest of these teams because they're all losers. Because you know, anybody can get it, right? That's what anybody get it. Heat culture, heat nation, heat Twitter. <laughs> it's, all about the heat. it's all about the 305, baby. Me. We don't care. Listen to you. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. serious. That's that's the way. That's the way. That's that's our team, man. That's our squad. That's our fan base. That's how we view things. Like, you know, like we beat the Bucks uh, four in five games last year. So, we did. Tell, them, tell them we got to play them in the first round. Whatever. Don't care. The Nets 
I, I'm not scared. Any, those dudes can't play defense. So. Yeah, the Nets are garbage on defense. It's not. They're yeah. horrible. They can't win in the playoffs. And James Harden, we all know what he does in the playoffs. And he and, does yoga farts and all throughout the playoffs. And then eventually, does. you know, Kyrie, <laughs> Irv, the yoga farts. Kyrie Irving's going to have a game where he just he's going to lose his yeah. head and stink. His feng shui is going to be off. He's not going to yeah. have a sage out. Yeah. You know, the fucking the, the flatness of the earth is going to fuck with his <laughs> equilibrium. Whatever's going on that kook's brain. <laughs> he's a weird dude man he is a weird dude i mean he started like a, a business entrepreneurship program and i, I, sh- I, I we're, we're talking about it in the sports group and we're like can you imagine uh, trusting your business with kyrie irving <laughs> like you know what i mean like the guy is crazy <laughs> he really is he's a nut job all right so i found it here the the may solicit is 2010 excuse me uh 210274 what may 210274 may 210274 is the order code for the worst dudes number two there you go so there you go thank you thank you tony no no thank you it's always a pleasure to talk to Tony. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys. How's life going with you guys? How's uh, how's North Carolina and Bob? You're in Jersey. No. I'm in I'm in Virginia, man. That, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm close. I'm, I'm close to North Carolina. But I'm, I'm in not Ohio. Like he's in Ohio. Did you just throw darts at a map and like? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking about Heroes Con and Rico popped in my head. I'm like, oh, North Carolina. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Heroes is uh, the biggest show that we can all get to yeah. easily. Yeah, that's a show I want to go to. That's you that's should. A- you would. You love should. It. You would have a great yeah. time. Next year, next year will be the one. I, I'm not going to any this year. I don't know, but are you guys? No, no fuck no, 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 no. Yeah. The only one I'm going to try to get into is C2E2, and my thinking behind that is, is it, it's in December. It's in fucking uh, Chicago. Nobody's going to want to go to Chicago in December. In winter? That's yes, crazy. In, in a pandemic. So I'm thinking if I can't get into C2E2 this year, then it ain't never going to happen. Like, if I'm done. <laughs> like, I got no shots. Yeah, you want to get the C2E2 when it's at its bottom, right? Is that yeah, what exactly. Yes. Like, because... I, I want to be C2E2's rebound, where it's like, I was there for, I was there for you when nobody else was C2E2. Yeah, remember me. I was you know, there. You know what's going to happen when, when it comes back to normal. C2E2 is going to I'll lose all my all table you. to you, you fucking fuck. Yeah, you know, C2E2 don't send me shit. They want money from me. I decided that, like, yeah, I won't be doing... I was going to go to Emerald City uh, if Dark Horse was going to be there because uh, it's like you know i can i can take a flight for like an hour it takes me an hour to get there by air you know or like an yeah, hour yeah, bus yeah. ride mm-hmm. but i just take a quick flight over and just go to seattle and i have friends like really like basically family members who live in downtown seattle so i could just stay with them and and show up at the con and do like a couple signings at the dark horse booth uh, that for, sounds like, fun fri- do it. friday saturday yeah. well yeah. dark horse isn't going to be there they oh, that's do a any- bummer they're not doing any in-person cons this year yeah and i took sense. that as a, as a hint i'm like well yeah. if they're not even going to be there then why do why should i go yeah That'd be the only reason I would want to go. And I don't want a table because I feel like uh, for artists at my level, like maybe somebody who's a little more high, higher profile or famous would like, they, they turn a profit still. But like for me, like, I don't know if I'd make enough to make my money back. And it seems like right now I just, it'd be smarter just to stay home and keep making comics because I got other stuff coming up. Yeah. You got Kickstarter with some, you want to kickstart with these two dudes. I don't know if you've ever heard about them. They're uh, the word, the word dudes. Yeah, are they the, the word dudes? Those guys are jabronis. Man. These guys are the, hacks from way yeah, back. Yeah. The, the best thing you can do is divorce yourself for those guys now they're on a <laughs> one-way trip to nowheresville <laughs> <laughs> it's a palooka town yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> schmo town usa <laughs> <laughs> hey man the schmo's nose bro yeah dude schmo's nose that's what that's how we roll but yeah man so um so i'm rooting for you too. i'm so excited for you because you're such a good dude and you're a dear friend i know i talk more than kevin does in these podcasts but kevin loves you like a brother um and so we're we're so happy for you to get this this project this is your first like big publishing book man like this is it right like this is your first real like big book yeah it's yeah, your shot at the big time. And, yeah. And, and it's awesome to see. Like, yeah. My Eminem song is what it is. So what we're saying is what we're saying is don't fuck it up. <laughs> no, 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 it's already, it's already drawn, you know. So no, no, no. I'm not blowing any deadlines, you know, and 
And, uh, no, we're saying it. go buy this book. That's what we're saying. <laughs> so if you're listening to well, this, you know, pod, buy the book. NC, it's an NC-17 adults only book. So, you know, make sure you know that going in, it's going to be wrong. Yeah, like there's bug people with tips. Person. Like we said it in the beginning. Yeah. I think that goes yeah. without saying like, hey, don't give this to your five-year-old. There's bug people no. with tits. Like, and expect that's... to see some shit that might, you might find grotesque or weird or fucked up because that's the book. But, and there's also backups by uh, cartoonist Roy Black. I saw those. Those great. were good. Yeah, yes. he's great. I, I'm always sharing his stuff on Instagram. Um, he, he does these weird, like, nihilistic, eccentric, kind of like just far out there comic strips that I love, you know? Like the Wet like Steve esoteric. one. Was, was yeah, kind of... Wet Steve. Yeah, I'm just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vibing. <laughs> like, oh, the celebs one. I think it was like, where? why can't I go where the celebs are going? Yeah. It's like, yeah, his stuff is so cool. And I think it fits, it suits the, the tone of the books so well. Like, and each one, each book will, each single issue uh, will have backups, his backups in it. Um, they it's won't awesome. be in the trade. So if you're a collector, if you're into having like one of a kind type stuff, uh, you might want to pick up the single issues because you won't get them in the trade. The trade's just straight the book, nothing else. So you'll get the, the story pages and that's it. That was whose idea was the backups? Like, was that something that you and Aubrey found together, or you just kind of? Well, Aubrey wanted to do back. I think he, I don't know if he did backups and no one left the fight or not. But he he asked me, he's like, "Hey, you want to do backups, or would you be okay with it?" And he want he was going to do Stone Master actually as oh, a backup. That's cool. And then uh, him and Moreno were talking about it, and they were like, "Man, they decided just to kickstart it." Um, and it's live on Kickstarter right now. The Stone yeah. Master, you should go yeah. back it. It's a great great stoner comedy martial arts book. Um, and instead, you know, he's, they're going to do a Kickstarter. So we kind of kicked around the idea about asking people what they wanted to do, if they wanted to do something. And Aubrey was following uh, Rory on IG and shared some of his strips with me. And they were just, I loved it. I was like, yeah, man, this is perfect. Because we want to make it like the book to be subversive and feel almost not like a zine, you know, because uh, it's yeah. definitely like not that, but like definitely have that vibe of like, yeah, these are like underground comics that like, or it's a subversive underground comic that like you shouldn't be reading and it's got like like f weird fucked up comic strips running in the back of it you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was the vibe um i think it did it did its trick can't wait to see it in print Stoked. it looks cool man i was really i was surprised that it was back there and at first i was like did aubrey do this stuff with somebody else or did you guys do this together and i was like oh no, okay, that's just right yeah that's awesome you guys just went out there he's got a, a large following on instagram i don't know how many followers he's got but it's quite a bit that's cool. Oh, I dug awesome. it. I thought it was really. Because it, it was an Austin. He's an Austin cartoonist. There you go. He's great. Well, it was. It was a cool touch, man. I really dig the book. I think you guys got something special on there. It's really fantastic. The worst dudes. Uh, the first issue will be out. When is the first issue out? June Wednesday, June second. There you so, go. So there you go. Pick June it up. Seconds. Pick it up. Yeah, it's already out of stock at Midtown. Damn. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine went to pick it up. Pick, uh, order number two yesterday. And he sent me a, a DM. He's like, dude, check this out. And there's a screenshot from the Midtown website. And it's out of stock already. So that's a, hey, that's gotta be a good, good. Midtown. Hopefully let, I'll get that second printing. That'd be that that's the goal, right? You want to get yeah, that right. second printing going. Yeah, buddy. Cause then you can brag. You can are you gonna humble brag online? Like, oh, the of course he is. Why are you why are you even asking? <laughs> For, we, got the, we got the we got the am I a humble brag type of guy? So yeah, that yeah. Is, when uh, the, when the heat wins, you're gonna brag. Uh, when, no, that's not I'm not humble the there. There's no humble there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same game, Tony. Yeah, Basketball no. and comics is the same game. I will say that like uh, my, uh, my, a couple of my friends have coined me the underground king, and I don't go around calling myself the underground king because I feel like that's that's a little step too far, you know. It's presumptuous <laughs> and egotistical to give myself a, a nickname and label myself the underground king. But I feel like if I was to be the underground king, I kind of solidified that that uh, throne with my numbers on this uh, kicks on this. Uh, Orders. Now explain to me <laughs> yeah, what the underground. Explain to me what the underground king means. He, uh, Ramon started calling me the underground king of comics, and it, it's <laughs> funny because you know I've done all these Kickstarters with and work in the indie scene, you know, like with dudes like yourselves and Crispino and Starweed and uh, Vault doing Vault books and all that sort of stuff, doing like part in being in anthologies, and I've been, you know, you, we've been knowing each other for a long time. We've all been grinding yeah. for a while. It's, I'm going on this is my ninth year doing it. Mm -hmm. full time mm -hmm. so it's been like that's just a step you know I, I wasn't I never got to be like the hot thing of the year I wasn't in a multiversity like creators to look out for list ever you know it's always always other people it's never me and I never my books don't get talked about but I feel like my shit just keeps kind of steady climbing and it starts like 
my work just gets incrementally better, which I'm proud of and also like humbled by and, uh, and, and I work towards, you know, and then also like each part of the career starts just, you know, I hate using the word career, but my work, like the notoriety of it starts climbing a little bit steadily. So like, you know, I feel like I'm paying my dues and I'm doing the work and, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's what the underground king should do. You just don't get shit handed to you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So that's why I don't call myself the underground king because that, that that was just handed to me, that title, that monocle, moniker. Moniker, so like, monocle is my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might need a monocle at some point. But if other people were to call me the underground king, I would definitely retweet it, share it, talk about it. All right. And if enough people call me the underground king, I would probably change my handle on Twitter to the underground king. Okay, so the, so so we're gonna make a, a conscious effort here to make call you the underground king because I've always said that about like yeah. nicknames, like how does someone acquire a nickname? Like like you were speaking about the Big Lebowski earlier. Yeah. How did he go from well, Jeff to dude? So we're gonna yeah, get you from Tony. Calling the dude. So like yeah, I'm in the chat with a group of people and there's another Tony in the chat and they just start calling me Tony Montana and now they just call me Montana and that's just like my name in this group is Montana, you know, and. I'm cool with that, but I don't call myself Montana, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> nah, it's nah, nah. Stupid. We're going to make it, we're going to have him call you the underground king. And then you hey. get, and then you get like a meme of like Legolas being like, and you have my sword and you, know, you have my bow and my axe. <laughs> yeah, Follow me, I shall lead the way. If if we fund this Dust Pirates Kickstarter, I'll call you whatever the fuck you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me late for dinner, Bobby. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Tony, it's always a pleasure, friend. You're the best. Thank you so much for being on the pod. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Love you too. Tony Gregori, The Worst Dudes. It'll be out in June. Issue two is soliciting now. Go to your comic shop, tell them that you want The Worst Dudes in your pool and you'll be very happy to. Kevin and I read the first two issues and it's pretty great. Yeah, it's really funny. So so thank you to Tony for coming on. He's always a wonderful guest and be on the lookout for that Dust Pirates Kickstarter. I think uh, that's going to, hopefully that'll do some big things. Hopefully, I mean, we're hoping, we're hoping. We have our fingers crossed. So, but thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with, who we have next week, Kevin? uh land pits land pits will be on next week talking about his new book so land's a big wrestling fan he's a good dude we'll talk to him next week on uh, the next episode of Warburst. kevin it's always a pleasure to hang out my friend and we'll talk to you soon take care you're listening to the word bros podcast the word bros.com <laughs>